All right, all right, all right. Rock and roll. Mind Tune of Time Tuesday, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can go to mindtuneoftimelive.com to register for the Zoom sessions. I do this at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time every Tuesday. I'm excited to be on here today with my wonderful compadres here in the old Zoom chat. I'm excited for the uh, the topic that I'm going to share today. Um, I have a number of, of I, I love new analogies. One I've kind of shared, but we're going to be uh, talking about building bridges in the, in the instance of, of, of business and life and how that relates. I always love these crazy analogies and metaphors that I kind of come up with that help me kind of relate to what's going on. Uh, in my life and those that I that I work with. And, and, and one of the big reasons that I see people get stuck or as I'm obsessed with, why are people, um, why are certain people doing certain things and they're not succeeding and other people are doing those same what look like certain things and they are succeeding? Why is that? And why uh, when people give advice, uh, why does some people receive advice from one person and it works? And why does some people receive advice from another and it doesn't work, but it's the same advice? Um, and so, anywho, I'm excited to, to dive into that and excited for everybody who's popping on here. It, it keeps keeps pouring in. So we just got started. Um, and then for those of you uh, who are, of course, I've already said, if you're catching this on, for all those of you on here live, if for some reason you can't make it one week or whatnot, these are getting on YouTube and uh, all your favorite podcast platform, typically by end of day Thursday. And so what's nice on there too is if you're you know not quite sure, I don't always know what's going to be said or what's going to happen on each session. Um, but after the fact, I'm getting some show notes made with some timestamps. So if you prefer the coaching part of the calls or the sessions, uh, you can go straight and just listen to that. Uh, there's a lot of you know nuggets of where you can find. Oh, this is a is a good one. I do want to listen to this week. Um, so that's that. And then I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm playing with the you know ratcheting it down, wanting to take on more people. So if you're listening, you know somewhere else outside of the live and you want some coaching, show up to that live. Um, the goal is to take on, you know, new people every single week and um, and as many people as I can kind of get to within the time frame of roughly two hours, starting somewhere between, you know, 15 to 45 minutes in, take, starting to take people on. So excited to be here. Tune up hearts and minds one at a time so your ideas don't die and your heart's heads and hard drives. So let's talk about building bridges. Building bridges as it relates to business. So something that I came to the realization here as I was coaching someone, and I've given a version of this analogy before, uh, but I, I, I kind of iterated on it a few more times here in some coaching sessions this week uh, with people. And it, it's fascinating to me because it relates to this idea that I, I put a little quote up the other day. And I said, you know, you don't hear too often, let's say a person who just has played soccer from the age of like four years old through high school, and they just love soccer and they're a goalie. And then somebody comes along to them and says, you know what, but there's more money in basketball. And I looked this up. I don't, I don't know the, the full validity of it, but you know, I don't remember, I haven't memorized the, the order, but I know, I think soccer, I think was last and I used basketball as first. So at these top five, I think soccer, I mean, they were fairly close, I think, you know, and then there's some that are just the unicorns, but as a collective, I think the, the fifth one was soccer and the first one was basketball, but you don't hear that happen, right? In, 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 in say sports where somebody loves a particular sport, but somebody tells them that they could make more money in a different sport. So they go just play that sport simply because of the money. I mean, I think you take someone and you hear the quote of this idea of, you know, um, 
I've been hearing this going around lately. You know, you, if you're not willing to do what somebody did, you're not going to get what they got. Um, and not that you're going to be able to follow, which I'm very against these exact like as if there's a blueprint. And if you do exactly to a T every step that somebody else did, you'll get the exact results they got. You'll get versions of results that they potentially got for sure, but you're not going to be able to reproduce the exact results. Um, and so that being said, in business, we're doing a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of the, the shiny object. I've done it. I, I'm not, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, you know, plenty of times in life where I followed the advice of people who say, well, here's what I would do if I were you. But what's always left out of that conversation is the person who said, here's what I would do if I were you. Are they anything like you? It's like Mac and PC, right? There's some apps that work on both, but there's some that only work on one or the other. I think about that. There's some apps that only work on Mac, only work on PC. There's some, you know, parts that are universal and work on all sorts of cars, but not every car, right? And there's lots of things like that, right? Where there's, there's things that try to be a one size fits all, but they still don't fit everybody. They fit someone, but they don't fit everyone. And so that idea of in business, we have people say, here's what I would do if I were you. And if you notice the one thing that I try to do more than anything, when I work with people, when I talk to people, when I connect with people, when I coach people, is I'm trying to dig and extract out of them. What do they really love? What really lights them up? What would be that thing that they would do if they didn't need money? Now, of course, everyone to some capacity needs money to pay their bills. We live in a, in a, in a world that money is used as currency to pay for things, right? We need money. I mean, some people live places where they do a lot of trading, but as a collective whole, you need some form of your local currency to pay for things, right? But what I find is a lot of people, if you hear the sales pitches on things, they're selling the outcome. They're selling the result. What they're not selling is the process it will take or the steps that it will actually take or the actions you'll have to take to get to the result. And so what I find is, is that almost anything is out there. If they're selling financial freedom, time freedom, you know, flexibility, you know, uh, the ability to do this thing, to have more time to do what you love, the little caveat there is, if the thing that you're going to spend all this time doing so that you have more time to do what you love, well, what's the thing that you would do with all the extra time? What is that? Now, sometimes that thing may not easily correlate per se to business and earning and making money, but I find that with the right question, a lot of times we can find the thing that does. And that unless the thing that you're going to build is aligned, it, it, it's something you do want to do, i.e. you're loving soccer and therefore you play soccer versus somebody comes along and says, oh, but if you played basketball, you'd make a lot more money in basketball than you would in soccer or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. It's just somebody coming along and, 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 and saying that. But what you see is say somebody like Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan didn't have too great of results in baseball to the best of my knowledge. Right. And he played that after all the success he had in basketball. Why? Why? Because what, he did to get to where he got in basketball, he didn't do in baseball. I think a lot of people that people look up to, there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And so when somebody says, here's what I would do if I were you, if you're asking somebody advice, if that aligns, i.e. they're similar to you, but here's what, if they're similar to you, then potentially that can have a great impact on your life and on your business. But if they're nothing like you, if they're a Mac telling the PC to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, it doesn't work on the, on the PC, right? What works on the Mac or how it's done on the Mac may not be done, may not be the same keyboard shortcuts, whatever, on the PC. So it's not going to work. 
But if there's no awareness to recognize I'm a Mac, you're a PC, vice versa, then you keep trying to do things. It's like it's like somebody telling you you'll never need gas again, but you have an electric car. Or, or you, you'll, never need you'll never need gas again, but you have a gas-powered car. So they're trying to say these things about electric car, but you don't realize, oh, wait, I can't buy these chargers and all these things for my gas-powered car. I'd have to actually just buy an electric car. But I think that those things are very obvious, but in business, it's far less obvious. There's people all day, every day, attempting to build businesses that if they didn't need any money, they would never build, things they would never do, things they would never touch, things they would stop immediately. And so something I'm obsessed with is people when they talk about potential. What's the potential of something? Here's what I found. What has the most potential is not, sorry about hitting that every once in a while. I apologize. I got to watch that. My hands like to move. Um, is the potential something, let's say, that has million dollar potential, and there's something else that technically only has only has $100,000 potential. Now, here's what I see and what happens to most people. If there's a misalignment with the thing that one's trying to do, the thing that has million dollar potential, the person who's misaligned never gets 10, 20, 30, $50,000 of potential out of that thing which means they're getting less potential out of something with more potential than the thing that technically has less potential. But if you're following me, they could get to the $100,000 if they did the thing that was aligned with them. But doing the thing that's unaligned, they'll never even get one third of the potential out of it because it's not right for them. And so what I find is, is if you think about building bridges, there's this aspect where there's so many people in their life where on the other side of just building a hundred foot bridge, let's say, is everything that they could want financially, whatever. But here's the thing that they do is they start going left to right and they build 10 feet of bridge here and 20 feet of bridge here. But these are all new bridges that are being built. So they thought, oh my gosh, well, it's going to take me five years to build this hundred feet of bridge the way I'm doing it. And so you're, you're, you're three years in and you're, you know, 30 feet in and somebody comes along and says, yeah, that's going to take you five years, but this one's only going to take you two years. So you abandon that bridge and start building the next bridge and you get six months into that one. And you're like, oh man, this one though, I'm going to be able to do it in a year. And you see where I'm going with this. And then what happens is, is you've got a thousand feet of bridge built but none of them are past 50 feet and it's 10 years that's passed. And if all you would have done is build hundred feet over five years, you'd have made it to the other side, but because there was a new shiny, you know, Oh my gosh, just do it this way and that way and this thing and that thing and scale and leverage and all these different things. You never actually build a bridge across now. Now where's the most potential. This is the person who owns, if we're going to use a bridge, just use a bridge. None of you are building bridge companies, uh, likely, but let's adapt this to your business. This is all business related, right? This idea of starting businesses, stopping businesses, starting something else, shiny object, doing something different, and not just sticking with anything, right? But why aren't we sticking with it? Do we not believe that it has the potential? Do we not believe we could actually make the money doing it? Do we think that there's an easier way, faster way? to actually do something we don't want to do so that we can then do the thing we really want to do? Do we know that the thing that we're working on is not actually something we don't want to do? So therefore we don't know why we're not, why we're procrastinating so much, right? 
But here's the thing. So does the person who's a forklift person on the bridge make as much money as the person who owns the, 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 the company, owns the bridge building company, right? And so there's so many out there going, ah, you know what? I don't think you just want to be a, a forklift operator on building the bridges. Like you'd be a lot better off if you just simply you know, owned the company. Like just think of how many bridges you could build at once and how many people out there you could get to build bridges and how much more money you can make and you could be working on the business rather than in the business and it'd be scalable and leverageable and there's infinite income that could be made if you just simply hired and put people in place to build the bridges. Anybody relating? Anybody even, 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 even resonating with anything I'm saying? Catching on? Am I making sense or am I just speaking about randomness that makes no correlation to anybody on this on this session today? Right, because what I see is, is although there could be truth that the person who's just the forklift person is going to make less money than the person who owns the whole business. But what I find is, is sometimes that person needs to be the forklift person for eight years. That's their next natural progress. And then they go, you know what? I can do this. And I'm kind of done with simply, you know, being just the forklift operator. And I'm tired of the way these people treat their and they get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And something lights a fire in them. And all of a sudden they start taking actions and they own a bridge building company. But up front, that was not what they wanted to do. They had no desire. And if somebody just automatically said, you, you shouldn't do that, there's no money, then at the wrong time doing what could be a right thing goes nowhere for them. And I've been seeing this in multiple conversations I've been having recently where, and everybody's different with this, what your business is, right? Whether you're going to be a person where your next natural step is now hiring people and having a team and quote unquote scaling and doing all these things where some of you, that may never be the case. Some of you may just have the word just before it. You're just a musician. You're just a voiceover artist. You're just a, a, a designer. You're just a videographer. You're, you're just a writer. But let's just see. Stephen King, I, I would assert on certain levels, is just a writer. Now, does he have a team of people and things that likely over time has been put in place to, to bring all his things to life? I, I, I don't doubt it. But to the degree of how long his novels are and all the other things, and what it would take to write those, I guarantee there's now people in place. But his obsession is about one thing and one thing only as a collective whole, and that's writing. Here's somebody like Jerry Seinfeld, you know, writing every single day the jokes, right? He has a, he has a practice cross an X every day that he writes, that he writes, has a practice two to three hours, I believe, every single day. And so what has the most potential for you? You've really got to watch at who's giving you advice and wisdom and who are you learning from? And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm perfect. This is not coming like I have all the answers and nobody else does. No, a lot of people have freaking phenomenal answers. Let me tell you, they got phenomenal courses, books, programs, step-by-steps, how-tos and strategies till you're blue in the face that if that's the right thing for you, you will thrive. And the more and more I dig, the more and more I find that one of my greatest strengths is helping people be a catalyst for what's the right thing for them, extracting out of them. Somebody called me a soul surgeon not too long ago. I loved it. And this idea of extracting out of someone, what's that desire inside of you? What's that thing inside of you that lights your soul on fire? Because that, my friend, will be the thing that has the most potential for you. No matter what anybody else says, I find that the thing that lights somebody up 
the thing that they would do for free, the thing that they just have so much fun and fulfillment when they're doing it, regardless of money. That's the thing that has the most potential. And the more time you spend on something that you're about, the more you get in life. And the more that thing that could be worth millions of dollars is worth nothing to you. And so some people are doing things that, yes, if they stick with it, may never do more than a few hundred thousand dollars a year. But is that a problem? Because I find so many people, they're not even doing 30 to $50,000 a year. So if the thing only could ever get to a couple hundred thousand, the likelihood is if you're surviving at 50, and I'm not ever trying to limit people, but what I find is that no matter how much people make when they're doing things that aren't aligned, they're not enjoying, they're not having fun, it doesn't matter how much money you're making. You won't be fulfilled and you won't be happy and you won't be satisfied. And so I find that there are more wealthy people who make, from a financial standpoint, who make 50, 60, $80,000 a year than some people who make $500,000 a year. Because there's some people in a decade who make $50,000 a year who in 10 years of doing right by their money, they got $200,000 in the bank. And the same person over the same decade who makes $500,000 a year has got $200,000 in debt and zero in their bank account. How do I know this? I was a person who made a lot of money from 18 to 30 and didn't have very much money in my bank account because I was really great at spending it. I was a professional spinner. Do I, would I trade it? Would I this, would I that? It is what it is. I'm not complaining. But I'm just simply saying that ultimately, at times, what I observe is so many people, because there's so much out there with very robotic mentality, like I was told for years, and there's still, as I talk about, you know, this idea of the, the backwards bike story that I've shared before, um, and this repetitive nature to be able to have something click. Some of you have, have had something pounded into your head for so long that even though you get something on a very intellectual level, you're still unlearning, untangling the mind and reprogramming in such a way, retuning up in such a way that the things you now intellectually understand but still don't embody because you're practicing an identity and habits that you've built over the course of 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And so I was around from the first one-on-one -on -one day I did that I got paid. I did two days for $1,500 in October of 2010. And it was the, the first time I'd really, I believe, been paid to do what I'm doing today. I'd always helped people. I guess I was coaching people, speaking, inspiring, encouraging. I, I love people. But somebody reached out to me and said, I want you to mentor me. I want you to train me. I was like, I don't know. And I was like, $1,500. And he flew here. And I spent two days with this person. We became really great friends. They've had an incredible, you know, trajectory in their business. They were making like $30,000 a year at the time. Now they're going to probably next year break a million dollars in revenue in one year. Coming from a job that they quit, that they made $30,000 and then, and then reaching a point where, you know, they didn't break 180,000, but that was for eight or 10 years. They got to that. And then a new, a new person kind of emerged out of that. That's creating these new levels now. Um, but the interesting thing is when that lit my soul on fire and I seeked people and I, about how many of you relate to this? I seeked people. It doesn't really matter who it is, but I seeked people. So at the time, what I now realize was a firm that I could do what I wanted to do, that it was possible that I could make a living, that it would work. 
So I started seeking people. I really love this one-on-one work with people. I did this one with this one guy and it was a freaking blast. And I started seeking seminars and courses and programs and trading my, my video skills for access at times. And all I can remember that I've repeated over and over again since 2011, 2012, and I, I don't believe this anymore. I know this 100% to not be true. But what happened was, is more people than not. Here's what I would do with our you. First of all, what did you do? What did you say? How did you say it? What exact steps did you take to help them get the results that they got? In what order, in what sequence did you do it? Uh, tell me the process that exactly happened, because what we need to do is we need to break this down into a process. We need to break this down into a formula. We need to break this down into a step-by-step -step so that you can scale it and leverage it, because who would want to do one-on-one -on -one time with people? I mean, think about the fact that if you could sell, um, you know, essentially 2,000 people uh, a course, you know, and you don't have to do anything. And when I didn't know any better, I'm like, okay, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, what you're saying makes sense. And when coming from a place of low self-esteem and low self-worth and low self-confidence, we'll listen to people who we deem to be smarter, more successful, more financially wealthy, you know, whatever you want to say to these people. And so what happens is a deflation. You're telling somebody your idea, you're so fired up, you're really excited about it. And they go, ah, well, I, I don't know if I'd do that. You know, there's not much potential in that, but if you did this or you did it this way, uh, you probably do so much better. Now there's a time and a place where those things make sense. But what I find is, is if, if you're now completely, if you've deflated somebody and they're not lifted back up and what you're telling them just isn't resonating, you're screwed, plain and simple. It don't matter how great the advice is because I had a lot of people, they were not malice. They were not ill-intended. They did not want to see me fail. They wanted to see me succeed. They were helpful uh, now I am who I am today because of them. There's no judgment anymore. But what I find is a lot of people suffering in pain. And what I find too is when I do this, what I'm doing today, I realize that at the end of the day, in the big picture of things, sometimes I question, like, do I really need to do any of these things? What's it for? Anything on social media, what's it really for? Doing these calls. Am I really trying to get business from this? Yes, things come from it. People do hear this, they reach out, I do coach them. But I think more than anything, what I wanna share is the things that I wish people shared with me back then. The coaching I do with people is to get them to, to stay ignited and on fire for the thing that brings them fire. And what's interesting, and it hasn't changed in a decade plus, is I just had somebody literally say to me, sometimes I don't even remember exactly what you said, but it creates a feeling of electricity and gets my feelings and thoughts firing and reflecting so that I can see myself in a way that hasn't been able to see before. That's how you help me. For years, literally, I kept asking people who would say, man, I wouldn't be where I am without you. You were such a help. You were such a cast. Well, what did I say? What did I do? What was it that really helped you? And what I really have come to realize is the people giving me that advice are more robot thinkers. I'm not a robot thinker, right? Nothing wrong with that. There's no judgment. There's nothing against them. They're not bad. It's not right or wrong. It's simply, I am not a robot thinker. I am not a mechanical, you know, SOP, standard operating procedures, step-by-step, -step, do this, then do that kind of guy. And I've had enormous success without being that. And anytime I try to be the opposite of that, i.e., 
I'm a Mac. I'm, I was a PC guy, actually, just full transparency for the majority of my video career. But I'm a Mac guy now. I'm on a MacBook Air right now. But let's just say I'm a Mac. And I'm letting a PC convince me on how what I'm, I'm trying to do is wrong. And it's just like, it wouldn't work for them. They're bringing their limits and their limiting thoughts on you. And so what I find is that we have got to become more self-aware about what do we love? Who are we? How are we wired? Are you the person who right now would be better off in the building bridge scenario, being the person who just is one of the workers building the bridge, right? Or, or one thing that's really powerful to understand is there are people who complete the bridge, but not the way you would, would, would see. And this is in business. There are people who keep stopping and starting things or building something and then crashing it to the ground, which I've done a few times because they don't understand at times that they're starters. They don't understand what their zone of genius is. Some people develop multiple zone of geniuses over time. But what I found is the people who are hyper self-aware, they build businesses. They recognize that, hey, I've done this three or four times. And every time like clockwork, I get bored around the same stage. When it becomes like normalized and I'm now just doing this repetitive task, I get bored out of my mind and I get bored with the business. So you know what I'll do? sell the business. Because I like starting businesses. I like building businesses. So I'll just start, spend one to three, five years, sell, move on to the next thing. One to three to five years, sell, on to the next thing. And then that person who technically is completing a bridge, but in a different way, they're basically the person who says, here, I'll get everything going for you. Now the mundane part of building extra 75 feet, you can do. Because I don't want to do any of that. I want that newfangled way to build a bridge. And I'm going to get that about 75 feet, but I'm going to pass that on. I'm going to make money from what I did and pass that along to somebody who's not good at what I'm doing. So that person doing the same stopping and starting activity succeeds while another person doing the stopping and starting activity doesn't. Simply from a lack of awareness. Or what I find for the multi-passionate characters out there is that you resist this need, and I've said some of these things, but this need to focus on one singular thing only. That may come in your life, but, right? But in the interim, if you truly are ignited, truly ignited, because I've had people, I've coached, and I said, well, you need to try it out. They're fired up about something. I don't know say it's a bad thing and they shouldn't do it. I said, you need to do it though. Because once you do it, you'll know the truth. See, too many things are in our imagination. Pretty much all your problems are mostly in your imagination as well. Because some people have the same thing that you call a problem and they would call that a gift, right? So what's a problem most of the time is in the imagination. I know there are exceptions. We don't need to get into that. But a lot of things are created in the mind and that's where the problems exist, Right. And so to the degree that you think there's all these things you want to do and you think that there's all these things you could never pick something is because you're not actually doing any of them. So in your mind, you're imagining, well, I couldn't, I don't want to not, do, I don't want to not get to do that. You're not doing it anyways right now. And I don't, I would I can't imagine not doing that. You're not doing it anyways right now. And so in your mind, you're telling yourself, I can't just pick something. When in fact, if you started doing those things, you would find, you know what? I don't really like that that much. That. It's not something I really technically enjoy. And I thought, but it's taking up mind space. 
right? You get decision fatigue from making too many decisions or not making a decision at all. It's still a decision. So when you make a decision, you eliminate a whole path. You eliminate all these options. I'm always trying to do my best to get to a place when I have something to make some kind of decision, act on it so that I can put it to rest and move on until at which point in time something comes back up with it. And something else I've found, uh, see if any of this relates to some of you, but the more attached we are to something happening, the less likely it is to happen. The more attached we are to something needing to happen, the less likely it is to happen. What I have found is, is that when I can really want something without the need for it to actually ever happen. And ironically, more times than not, those things happen. Now, what I find too, is there's lots of people who are accidental entrepreneurs. And the people who are being hyper-intentional, it's after they've probably done a lot in business and then they can be hyper-intentional, like the business building person I just gave an example where it's like they realize, oh, I'm great at starting and, and selling businesses. And they just get really good at that and they get a track record and they just got a rhythm and they know exactly what to do and how to do it. It is systemized. Whereas I attract a lot more artists, a lot more creatives, a lot more people that if you took the, the activity they love doing like this, for me, I'm not looking to go, how do I find somebody else to do these Tuesday tune-up time calls? I enjoy doing the call, right? I'm not looking to go, how can I find all these coaches so that I don't have to coach people? Because I love coaching people, right? And so what I find is, is that for me, I need some more behind the scenes people from time to time to do some things for me. Like for example, uh, having people to upload to these the different platforms and do things when this call is done, because when this call is done, I don't want to do the other things. I find pretty much zero joy or anything positive out of doing anything once this call is over. Whatever time it takes to do that, I'd much rather be spending my time in a whole myriad of other ways than I would, what's the best title for this video? Where's sound bites from this video? Let's write out the the, 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 the show notes, let's get it rendered, let's get it uploaded, let's do all these things. I can do some of that. We can all do some of these things for time periods, but the likelihood where you fail is that things that you don't enjoy or you find that you get bored with quickly, if it needs to actually be done in your business, then you best to figure out how to have somebody else do it. Because if it's a necessity and you won't do it consistently, then you'll lose. You will not get, and that's why so many of these programs and, and, and business models that are being sold to people, the problem is they want the outcome. They don't get to the outcome because what it takes to get there, they're not willing to do. And, and a lot of these things could work if you were willing to do what was necessary to get there. The, the different variations of speed and things, well, that's different for everybody. But a lot of these things could work. You know, I made this uh, post a while back that's like, you know, these Amazon FBA, being a YouTuber, being a musician, being a writer, being an SEO person, being an agency, being a videographer, a writer, a speaker, an author, a, you know, any of these things, they can all win. You can succeed at all these things, right? All of them have the potential to really, they're limitless, all of them in some way, shape or form. So it's not a matter, I mean, you, you know, I'm not sure the highest paid person, but I think I've heard things like 40 to $60,000 like managers at McDonald's. Right? Like, there's lots of ways to make money. 
I find the people at the end of the day, what we're seeking anyways is to have fun and to enjoy ourselves. And so I find very little people that attract to the work I talk about and, and the messages I teach and the things that I share that there's people specifically in my mind right now, I won't say their names, but they're just the polar opposite of me. You know, there's the, I'll, you know, maybe, it's, you know, to the degree why I've changed a lot, but like, when I really look at all the success I've had, it's come as a byproduct of simply doing things that I love. Now, is that the only, only nuance? Like, oh, if I just do what I love, you know, some people are like, I do what I love right now. I don't make any money doing it. Yeah, there's a lot more variables to it than that. But I can promise you that you're in a, in a much better position to succeed when you're doing something that you love and you become really excellent at it than pursuing something because you think you have to. And the wedding videography space that I come from, you know, I do believe if we if we take all the layers away, what is one of the easiest ways to make money in video production? It would be wedding videos. Now, the caveat to someone hearing that who, if I had zero self-awareness and I just go around telling people, hey, man, I'm telling you, you want to get going in video, you got to do weddings. Weddings are the easiest thing to get started. Probably the best thing you're going to do is you're going to shoot weddings for maybe three to five years. Then you're going to be able to transition to other things. And there are people, I'd argue that I was a version of it back in the day, but there are people in any given industry that are doing those kind of things. Here's the easiest way to do X, and it's doing this. And what I find is, is that person, they're not wrong per se, it's likely what they did. So it's their view of the world of what worked. So therefore, they're just sharing what they did with no other awareness that that likely automatically won't work for everybody because here's what I have found. And specifically that industry alone, and it applies to many, it's just the scenario that's most prevalent for me in my life, is that if I add one simple question, come back to over and over again, would you do that if you didn't need money? And I get a variation of answers. No particular order. Oh, absolutely. I freaking love weddings. They're really great. I, I'd like to do more. I'd like to figure out how to charge more. I'd like to do more weddings. Like I, I, I just, I love couples. I love the day. There's just something special about it. I really, it really, it really is. It's just something that I've filmed a bunch of other things, but there's just something about weddings. I, I don't really know what to explain or what to, to say about it, but I really, really do enjoy it. Then you get, well, you know, I enjoy it. it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'd probably do a little less, actually. I don't know that I would I would film as many. I don't know if I'd film 40 a year. So you get that. And then you get the F no. Freaking, are you kidding me? I hate weddings. I shot one wedding. I mean, uh, I've been trying to do them for two or three years now. I mean, I've done one wedding so far. So nothing else has happened in their business because their mind is narrowed in on they got to do weddings. That's the way to succeed in video. And, and so they don't do a lot to get weddings because really at the core, they don't want any weddings. They don't want to do weddings, but they've been made to believe they allowed themselves to have their mind infiltrated and had people who had probably great intentions tell them that that's the way to succeed and that they're going to have to do it for three or four years, build this thing up. It'll give them a lot of you know practice and this and that. And yet they have no success in that nor anything else. That's what always has to be gotten to the bottom of. Because what I find is, yes, if, keyword, if you were super excited about doing weddings, it would be one of the easiest things to get you started in video production to make money. And I think that goes for a lot of different industries. There's likely something that if you liked doing it, it would be easier than other things. So for the example, and again, video production, music videos. I love filming music videos, but I didn't love them enough. 
because they were difficult to be in the 1% of people who got paid really well to do music videos. And you almost had to commit yourself to getting in that with the right people so that you get beyond shooting, you know, two to $500 music videos all the time, because a lot of musicians are broke. Right. And so there's musicians who aren't broke. There's people who break a great living filming music videos. But what I found was my passion, and I've seen this multiple times, you got to be honest with yourself of what you're trying to do right now. How really deeply obsessed and passionate are you about getting that thing to work? And what different ways could you do it to get it to work for you? Right? Some people I've come across, they realize the thing they're pursuing, yeah, they just don't love it enough. Right? I love riding my bike. I don't love it enough to figure out how to monetize it and make money with it. Right? There's a number of things. I love going to the movies. There are people who love movies so much that they have built YouTube followings or TikTok followings, reviewing movies, talking about movies, doing all sorts of things around movies. And then maybe they get sponsored and they get to go to the red carpet and do things. Like There are ways to get to do what you want to do if you love it enough. But if you don't, you're competing with a lot of people who are like that. And it's something I think about all the time in, in, in business and life right now. Where do you want to be excellent? You could be excellent in a number of things, but to the degree you're just kind of ho-hum, mediocre, like I don't really care, like you're going to really have a difficult time. We live in a competitive world, more competitive than probably ever before, but there's likely something you have a lot of drive behind. Where are we at with people? I've been off on a tangent today. I know this is 40 minutes in already. God dang, God dang, God diggity dang. <laughs> That's G-A-W-D for anybody who's thinking I'm spelling it some other way. Uh, where are we at? Start taking some people on here real soon. Let's get so fired up and freaking time flies by. I don't know about you. I, I know it works that way for the lives. We're going to be playing around with some people helping me out, making some snippets from these uh, these sessions because I feel like sometimes they're like uh, they're like football games or basketball or baseball games, right? I feel like if you're on Facebook, say hello too. Let me know. I always read the comments everywhere. But I feel like, you know, how many people, I don't know if any of you are into sports. I'm not really into sports anymore. But, you know, I just think to myself, I've not met anybody who like records a football game that they couldn't watch live and then rewatches the whole three or four hour football game. You know what I mean? If they miss the game, they miss the game and they watch the highlights. And I feel like sometimes that's how my sessions are when they're live, they're the most powerful and you make it live. And then there's people listen to the full thing. I'm not saying that they're, they don't and they don't love every minute of it, but there's, I think there's a difference. So I think that there's some people I follow and it's like, it's the little snippets that I, uh, I check because sometimes it takes me 20 minutes and there's a four minute like golden nugget, golden thread that's just lost unless you were live. So anyways, how's everybody doing? Where are we at? Questions before I take anybody on? Ah, good. There's a question sitting there for me. Anonymous attendee. <laughs> Who's on here now? I see new, new names. Um, August, Augustine Atana, are you, are you here from Norman? Mr. Norman? Uh, and then who else is here? D's back. There's Janice, Laura, Lisa. There's Mark. Hey, Mark, what's up? Niati, Niati, Carrillo. I hope I said that right. Sonia Archer. Awesome, Augustine. I hope you're enjoying this today. I hope I hope I lived up to Norman's expectations. Norman's been on at least either 100 percent or 98 percent of all the sessions I've done in the last. Uh, uh, probably four or five months. And so I'm grateful for, for Norman and his appreciation hundred percent. God dang, man, that's commitment. I appreciate it. So, um, anyhow, I'm going to take, um, this, uh, uh, this little question here. So, uh, smart cart, Sam cart. Yes. 
I know. I think 80% of you. How many of you are from Samcart today? If you just, <laughs> how, many, uh, how many people are from Samcart? And if you want to do the one-on-one, uh, I know you just raised your hand there in the, in the, in the, in the little thing, but if you want to do the one-on-one, um, get your hand raised because I want to make sure I know the people. I think I'm taking, if she wants it, I'm going to do Lisa first, but I'm going to try to do a few people here. I'm going to take the anonymous attendee. And then uh, if you want that, just hit your little uh, raise your hander. Raise your hand or it should say raise hand somewhere. And uh, Lisa will take you first. And, and if anybody else wants to do it, how long I go with Lisa, I don't want her on here and feeling pressure. So if you want it, and I know there's more people, then raise your hand because I'm going to try to take, you know, two or three people. Um, but if she's the only one to raise her hand, I'll go a little longer with her. If not, okay, Laura. Um, so I just want to get everybody now. I want to know ahead of time um, who are the ones that want and we'll see what we can get to. So how to deal with frustration of seeing, feeling, experiencing people who are dishonest. Uh, actually, before I say that, I want to say one more nugget. It's something I found out about myself based on what we're talking about here today. Is I've learned in my life that what I do, I want it to be felt. What I mean by that is when I pull on the people I'm going to pull on, when I talk to somebody on the phone, when I, I'm with somebody in person, um, Voxer, these different tools or apps or things I use to be able to auditorily hear someone connect uh, with someone um, that I would never trade for me. And I know there's people who would, and that's why they don't do it. Cause I know somebody I'm thinking of right now, but I just had somebody today had a massive breakthrough after a number of years and their confidence has just spiked in, in an incredible way. Um, but all the interactions and connections we've had, I'd never, I'd never trade for none of that, but simply millions of, of listeners and millions of people who it's all in text form. Now, if that happens as a byproduct of things that I do and, and tons of people are impacted and tons of ruse come out on an audiobook or those things happen, that's great. And some people are great at building that and they don't really have much connection auditorily or, or verbally or in person or via Zoom or phone or any of that with people. And they love that. Um, they have their own private like friends and people they connect with. But from a business standpoint, they're, they're default in business. They don't really auditorily connect with people in that kind of way with presence uh, and connection. And I've learned that that's a big motivating factor for me. When I left weddings and, and, and I left the wedding and did not do a same day edit, meaning I shot that day and showed the video that night. What I didn't realize till later is that it was the people, the connection, the reaction that motivated me under that circumstance, especially with something I realized I didn't really love, which was editing, but under that circumstance, I could do it. And then eventually I even stopped doing the editing part, still did the, the, the thing and got the same result, took the pressure and stress off of me. But like in life right now in business, it is always the things that involve connection with people. I like to create in connection. How many of you prefer, and I know we can be on a sliding scale of this, but prefer to create in connection versus isolation. See, my wife, pretty much fully an isolation person. <laughs> she needs people to connect with, to buy, but like she's never talking to people outside of me and maybe her family or closest friends. She's never talking to anybody with her business. All the money she makes, it. I mean, outside of we were in a craft show this past weekend, but the majority of money she makes it's no more than texting people on Messenger, you know, IG, text, whatever. It's all text oriented. And even people want to collaborate. She doesn't really want to collaborate. Whereas for me, I've realized that all the people 
whom taught me how to create in isolation, which there's a lot out there, create scripts, create books, create ebooks, create recordings, create social media content. A lot of it involves potentially doing things alone, unless, as Tashina just put in there, unless you're doing something in a form of collaboration or connection. And so I've, I've, I'm a content creating machine. If I get other people to take what I do and turn it into things that can be posted, but I have no desire to, to constantly just be alone and create an Instagram story or constantly create certain curated, you know, special content where I'm doing it alone. I mean, every once in a while I get a bottle rocket of energy and I type something out and I post it or a thought comes to mind. A lot of things on my Facebook I post though is a bottle rocket of like, Hey, and I type it in that moment, but it's not, necessarily always consistent in things because I, I just don't enjoy that. I'm talking to people almost every single day. It's the one thing, talking and coaching people, inspiring, right? It's the one thing I do that I'm motivated and inspired by all the time. I don't get bored. I can consistently do it. But to the degree anything lives on the internet for people to consume from a content standpoint, I have to collaborate. One, when I'm online, I do it live, right? Technically, nobody's really interacted here today. Let's just be honest, right? At this moment in time, there's been a little bit of chat, a little bit of that. But could I have recorded everything I said and just uploaded this to YouTube and not done it at a particular day and time? Like, let's just say, let's just say that 98% of this call so far, I've not actually done anything that would have mattered whether there was anybody here or not. Can we, can we agree with that? Like that as a collective whole so far, I maybe called out a few people's names and some of that. But as a default, right, as a default, there's technically nothing that happened yet because of that. It's just on, on a basic level. That if I just sat in front of my laptop just like this and just talked, and I could have then go, boom, we're done. I could do it at two o'clock in the morning. I could do it at two o'clock in the afternoon. Like I do here. I could do it at eight o'clock at night. Do it anytime. Record, upload, doesn't matter, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I won't do it consistently. I had a YouTube channel, got to 10,000 subscribers, a lot of videos. I think I got five, 600,000 uh, views. Did it for almost two years straight. I stopped. You know why? Because as a collective whole, I was creating every single one of those weekly videos completely and entirely in isolation. I'd go and it would be that. At nine o'clock at night on a Tuesday, I'd go, oh, got to upload a video by 6 a.m. Wednesday because that was what I committed to. Every 6 a.m. there'd be a video uploaded on my on Wednesdays on my YouTube channel. Rocking Wednesdays is what it was, these blue backgrounds. And uh, eventually I just, it was, I was bored out of my mind. I didn't enjoy doing it because when I say I wanted to feel, I wanted, to, I wanted the impact to be felt. Although I love reading the chat. Don't get me wrong. Please, please leave comments. Please send me emails. I love, I receive that love, but it is a different, as Norman and people are here saying, it is different. It is different than me recording the same thing and having there be 15, 20, 30 people who are listening live. And I see comments and I see names and I see some interaction. And I say, I see Laura saying, well, you called out names that made us feel great. So simple, so subtle, but so profound. What is that in your business or life where the same activity, but subtly shifted, makes all the difference and would have you showing up consistently and enjoying what you're doing versus being bored versus giving up versus quitting 
I've quit so many times. I had 150 daily episodes called Deb's Juice back in 2014. Every day I released a two-minute episode called Geb's Juice. <laughs> little inspirational thing. They're still online. In fact, they're on my Mind Tune of Time podcast. If you're listening and you're subscribed to that, you just scroll down, you'll find these 150 Geb's Juice uh, things. But like, I stopped. I stopped. Why did I stop? All I saw was downloads in place. That didn't even have likes or comments or shares or interaction anywhere. There was no feedback loop. It was simply me recording my microphone by myself wherever I was so that I could get it recorded, get it uploaded. And then on the 150th one, I said, if you're listening to this, I'm seeing it's getting plays, it's getting downloads, like somebody, I've gotten reviews. But after 150, are you enjoying this? Are you finding this valuable? And what was interesting, I mean, maybe I was being a whiny little you-know-what, but like, I think it was six months before I ever got one message from anybody saying, I love this, this is great, keep doing it. I stopped after the 150th one. I gave my email, I gave my Facebook, I gave everywhere possible that you could take two seconds, go from your podcast, send me a message and say, I love these. And it was six months, I think, before at least before I had anyone. And I was getting 500 to 1,000 downloads. So what I realized in my life is that for me to succeed at whatever I do, this is the main thing I do from a professional setting, is to do it with connection. And that makes all the difference. So hope that little rant there was helpful. I know I, I go on like probably seven different rants during the sessions, but uh, <laughs> slightly different things, somewhat connected. So let's go back to the anonymous attendee. And how are we doing? We get some rock and rolls in the chat. See, there we go. We get some rock and rolls in the chat. Um, uh, yeah, and I know, Laura, and that's the thing, right? Um, I know with every bone in my body, Laura, that's the interesting thing, right? That people were impacted by that. People did love that. Right. I'm not saying that it wasn't impacting people. It had like 80 plus reviews, phenomenal reviews. I know that people were listening. I know that people were getting an impact. And yet I know that I now know that I still, why not? Why not create it with connection? But I was discouraged from doing that for a long time. See, that's where I know myself. Some people don't need that, don't care, and doesn't bother them. And all they need to know is that, yes, it's getting downloaded and people are listening, people are being impacted. That's it. That's all they need. It's truly all they need. And they're happy, right? My wife would be that way. That's how my wife is. But for me, it doesn't satisfy me. Doesn't matter what you tell me. And especially if you're the opposite of me and trying to tell me that, it, oh, it doesn't matter. Da, 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 you tell me all these things. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't, it doesn't work for me. So that's why finding out what works for you is all that really matters. Disregard the nonsense that's coming from people who don't understand you because they are not you. Give yourself to permission to want what you want and don't apologize for it. And at least give it a good go. Then if you know, this is it. This is the thing. And I am in my zone of genius. I'm in a sweet spot. You can seek out people to help you improve that. So anonymous attendee, let's, let's stop there. How to deal with frustration of seeing, feeling, experiencing people who are dishonest, cons, fabricated marketing, et cetera, making tons of money, not honing money, honoring money back guarantees, et cetera, versus people who are so honest, et cetera, yet having yet not having made it financially. Well, my friend, how long do we have? 
look, it's to know 100% that you do not need to do those things to succeed. I'm going to, I'm going to have it short there and go a little long, but it is 100% knowing and believing you do not need to be or do any of those things to succeed. Likelihood, you never will be or do those things. But if you believed that you have to, to succeed, therefore you will fail. Because if you're not a person who is going to manipulate, connive, be dishonest, fabricate, whatever it is, but in your mind, it's all you see, because likely that is all. What you focus on is what you get, good or bad, doesn't really matter. What you focus on is what you get. So the problem is, is you are currently hyper-focused and thus seeing now all the time all these people who are manipulative, conniving, dishonest, over-embellishing. I mean, I get it. <laughs> Believe me. I get it on a deep level, having been in that industry for a decade, typically filming for them um, and just seeing the things that I wouldn't be willing to do. And then for a long time, I thought, I get, what, what do I do? Like, what do I do? And it comes full circle to why I'm doing this, because I know without every, with every bone in my body that I do not really, as a default, even need to do this or anything on the internet. And I can make my full living coaching and, and speaking and inspiring people. Do you believe that about your thing? Or do you think absolutely unequivocally 100 million percent that you have to build this big following on the internet and, and be incredible at social media to be able to uh, succeed at what it is you want to do? Or do you believe that you don't even necessarily use it as a tool. Maybe people can find you, but you do not have to be an expert at social media. You do not have to be an expert at ads. You do not have to be an expert at building a big following for you to be able to make a great living doing the thing that you do. How many truly believe that I, I got to use the internet? Like I got to, I got to build a big following. Like I gotta, I gotta be great at running ads. I gotta be great at these things that I don't really want to do. I don't really like to do per se, but I, I gotta become great at it. And I think that I know that I believe that the irony is in my own life and many people I've now found and connected with have proven that not just me proving it when social media wasn't what it was today. I'm talking, are still proving it in 2021. They're still making 100 to 500,000 plus a year. And they're not great at social media. They're not experts at building followings and audiences and posting content and posting all day, every day and all these different things. And I think for me, the problem, the problem that exists and why I'm overcoming something I know I don't need to succeed, but why I do what I'm doing is because it's what I wish I had an easier time finding. Meaning, the examples that you're looking for, they are technically harder to find because these people are they're great at what they do, they're content in their life, and they have no need to become known, to build a following, 
to have all these followers, like they're, they're so content in the sense that their self-esteem is not fueled by likes, comments, shares, and follower numbers. There's not a huge gap in their heart that they're trying to fill by becoming a celebrity or becoming known or building a big following. I don't technically care about any of that. I just care about people. And I know for me, I found very few examples of people who are out there doing it different. Quote, unquote, breaking the rules. They're not out talking about it because they're just out doing it and they're not selling courses on it. You don't see Elon Musk selling a course on how to make electric cars, right? Like him or hate him, that doesn't really matter, right? You don't see Joe Rogan, like him or love him, it doesn't really matter, hate him, it doesn't really matter, but you don't see someone like him selling a course on how to, how to grow a big podcast. First of all, because a lot of times people like him, it, it's not repeatable. What he did, how he did it, the way he grew, it's not repeatable. That's why for me, a lot of the stories and the things I'm sharing, I'm not telling people a way. This is the way. This is what you need to do. I'm trying to shake it up and break the paradigms and shake out of you the old ways of thinking that there's only one way to succeed in business. And it's these courses and eBooks and, you know, building these programs and 12 week things. I'm not saying there's invariably anything wrong with them at all. You may be a person that that's a perfect match for. And I say, hallelujah, hell yes, that's great. Good for you. But for all those who are tempting it and hit nothing but mad amounts of resistance and frustration and difficulty and irritation, my mission with this is to just let people know there's other ways. There are other ways. And so that used to frustrate the bejesus out of me, likely like it does you and other people who maybe you care deeply about people and you're a coach or you're a consultant or you're a speaker or whatever. And you see these people that are conniving and manipulating and doing all these kind of things. And you're like, God, like, God, how they got a thousand people on their Facebook live. And I got five and I know people would resonate with me more. Do I got to lie and cheat and connive to get there? And I said, no, you don't. You just can't give up. But if you're also wanting that, there are things you have to do to get that on certain levels. There's lots of ways it could happen. It doesn't have to be negative, manipulative, or anything like that. But you got to show up. Right? So if you never do a post on social media ever, you can't be frustrated because you don't have a 1,000 people on a Facebook Live or 14,000 people on a Zoom or any other kind of things like that, right? Like sometimes we're mad at people again because we're not willing to do what they did to get what they got. And that doesn't mean that always we have to be lying, cheating, deceptive and all that. But at times there's still just the pure, simple, basic factor of showing up. That's kind of step one, right? There's a lot of people I get on these calls. It's like, if I go and look, you've never done a Facebook Live, you've never uploaded a YouTube video, you, you, you share other people's content all the time and you're frustrated because nobody's hiring you as the expert in XYZ topic when all you do all day long is share other people's stuff. There's nothing wrong. You're inspiring people. You're sharing things that are encouraging and helpful to people. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you are frustrated because you're not the one being hired, you're not the one being seen as the expert or a person that could really help people. And you know, you can really help people, but you yourself personally from your own thoughts and things are not helping people. Then you're building kind of a, one of these companies that just shares other people's things. And then the way you'll likely monetize that is far different, right? It's like, 
you you don't get mad. You you're not on a ba- a basketball court. Tied it back to to, to to sports. Nobody's taking a football and trying to bounce it and wondering why it doesn't bounce. I just like the sporting thing I gave earlier, the soccer player who's a goalie who's been playing soccer his whole life. And somebody says, you know what? You'd make more money playing basketball. And he's like, well, maybe I should play basketball. And then he just flounders around versus thriving within soccer. Right. And so at times we got to, where are our expectations? There's certain things you'll never get because there are certain things that need to be done. And if we don't even do it doesn't have anything to do. Take it neutral on negative conniving and all that. It's just simply we have to show up. If all for a while, all I did was go live in the Facebook group and go live on Zoom. They weren't anywhere else. Can't be mad that a podcast isn't growing or a YouTube channel isn't growing. I'm not getting YouTube views when it's not on YouTube. It's not on a podcast, right? And Facebook's a pain in the rear end to watch a replay. So whoever didn't show up live, they just miss it. And if they can't make it at the time, they just miss it because I wasn't doing anything else with it. Now, am I, is it because I'm conniving of this or that or deceptive or, or uh, you know, uh, fabricated marketing? No, I'm just not showing up. I'm not doing it. And if I don't want to do it, then it doesn't get done. So if it really, if I want the result that could come from what I do on here, ha- having an impact on more than the people that are on this call, which after the call, that's where I have less care. I want other people to be impacted, but simultaneously, I love this more than I love anything that happens after the fact. I love hearing that somebody's never interacted with me and they send me a message and go, they've made a huge impact. That's great. That's a byproduct of the fact that I'm going to do everything by default in connection. And if people who never connect with me vocally, interactively versus just listening and observing me get results, I'm two thumbs up. That's amazing. I'm super excited. But I will never win just trying to do that. I will win creating with connection and then putting that by getting help potentially for other people to do stuff with what I do in in my zone of genius. And then other people who can't make a live session or will never be able to afford me or whatever can benefit. But I know that I have to have other people do that because I'm not interested. Resonate today. Everybody good. Gosh, time flies on these live sessions. All right, let's pull on this Lisa. If she's ready, Lisa, are you ready to rock? Everybody good in the chat? Good session today. So again, mindtuneuptimelive.com, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's live every week. If you are catching this and you want to get involved in the, in the chat, you go to mindtuneuptimelive.com and uh, dig around that site, by the way. You can look around at some things as well, some other goodies on there. Mindtuneuptimelive.com. You can register for these Zooms. You can join the Facebook group, which they stream live there immediately. And then you can access these usually on Thursdays by end of day. They're on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. And simultaneously, there are some show notes below where you can see the timestamps of where I start uh, the coaching, little nuggets, sound bites. Uh, my 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 uh, amazing human that's doing these right now is so super sweet. And I know she'll hear this right now. Another reason I've just added in, but I appreciate her so much that helps me, um, you know, essentially bring that part to life so that some people can... Uh, not just have every replay titled my tune of time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Tashina, good to see you rock and roll. All right. So, uh, yeah. And, and Carolina too, I don't know if you did it. I might've missed it already, but if you have any other updates from what happened since the last call, what that, what your coaching session did for you, 
Um, I'd love to see that in the chat. All right, Lisa, I'm pulling you on. Okay. Hello. There I am. Hi. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you quite. Or I can hear you. I can't see you quite yet. Is your uh I know. Because I don't want to put on the Oh, camera. you don't want to do it. I it's all right. I, <laughs> oh. You really don't. Then but I have a solution. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's the solution? Just no odd, no video. Oh, here you come. Oh gosh, you got sunglasses. <laughs> Hey, whatever floats the boat, whatever takes you outside your, your comfort zone, rock and roll <laughs> one step, one step at a time. Well, Lisa, I appreciate you being here today and you've been on a number of these calls and yes. I'm curious, what are, what are we going to, what are we going to chat about here? How can I help? Oh, wow. Seems that every time I come on, uh, things that have been rumbling through me for like the past, mm, four or five months mm -hmm. has just been so on point. Mm -hmm. um, um, one of those, and even speaking of what you spoke about today, one mm -hmm. of those multi-talented type of people that yeah. um, can be pulled in many different directions. Yeah. Um, and I need to settle on something to get some movement, get some traction. And over the past um, few years, I was really, really at a standstill. Um, confidence was uh, just shot to just the bottom. And uh, I went through a period of feeling like energy was just leaking out of me. So I literally couldn't do anything. Um, but at the same time, I kept plugging away. I gotta work on it, I gotta work on it. I have to find out about this, do this, do that, do that. Yeah. All the systems, all the, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, learn this. And, and I realized sometimes too, what happens with me is that I kind of tend to take things backwards. Mm -hmm. um, like when I first ventured, cause I wasn't on Facebook, wasn't on Instagram for, ooh, maybe till about uh, four years ago. Okay. Uh, cause I was one of those people, they're just invasive, da da da. They want to know any business. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, okay, you know, it's not going away. And maybe you need it to help to drum up business, right? So uh, the first thing I had looked at actually was, oh, I need that. I saw it. I recognized I need a funnel. <laughs> and <laughs> it absolutely was not the place to start. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, I get uh, all caught up in having to, like, find out you have to know everything, get it all in, got to build it out. Da, 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 the whole the whole shebang everything yeah. that, that, that you've talked about so um and then just as of maybe about um about a week ago like really coming to terms like oh lisa you know what you your confidence was just shot to shot to crap mm -hmm. and you know you have to uh give yourself or allow yourself to just at least try um not not so much try but just do do what you can and then don't put anything on it and see what happens. Um, yeah, so. It's perfect. This is one of the problems that I have. Like, I really didn't want to, uh, like, certain things that I can do online, uh, but I 
didn't necessarily want to be in front of the camera. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that's the interesting thing. I mean, there's, there's again, well, let's, let's, I won't go off on tangier yet. Cause I, I, I want to hear some more before I, I say too much. It's always how I kind of, I will end up saying a ton as you probably have seen, but I, I, there's, I, I still usually, sometimes I need a little bit more than others to, to get off on something. So I appreciate you sharing that. So now, um, a couple of things. I mean, is there, is there a question that you would have before I say anything else? Is there anything that you've been sitting here and you're like, if I could ask me, um, that you would ask, is there anything specific right now you would ask or mm, not so specific? Um, uh, I guess, uh, also within the last, uh, two weeks or so, maybe three, uh, really had to pare down because again one of those people okay uh network marketing um the crafts and things of of creating because by nature i'm, I'm an artist yeah also okay. a martial oh, artist oh, okay and, cool. uh and i will say those two things were like my primo uh back in the day okay. um and i actually am one of those people who had gotten diverted say, oh, let me do this so I can get the money so that I could do that, do the two yeah. things that I really love because I didn't want to be a starving artist. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. so it's just coming out of, of that place of, um, and literally just always feel like I'm holding myself back. Yeah. And just, okay, so Lisa, you just swipe that stuff away because that does, just, just doesn't work. You'll get the money to do what you want to do. So just yeah. do what you want to do. Yeah. But I'm still dealing with this. Okay. And, you know, like just to step forward and just okay. come out and okay. just do what you do, what okay. I, I would want to do. Yeah. So what is that? What do you want to do? Uh, I what? do. Well, the martial arts. Okay. That one um, kept me really well for like many years okay. until I got in, <laughs> did other things and um, stopped training uh didn't train enough wasn't really taking um because i got all head in the headspace and very heady um mm -hmm. by nature of what i had to deal with in in terms of uh dealing with properties and um uh situations involved around that and um uh it i lost my balance so okay. uh getting back to training and getting back to me because that really kept me really well and kept me well, well into my fifties uh, with no health problems at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, had to do a stint with um, uh, out of all the tension and pressure of the situation that I was dealing with that um, developed uh, hypertension and okay. then coming out of that and coming off of that. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, just, back to the things that made me me and really kept me well for many many years yeah okay so you say, mar you say martial arts so mm -hmm. in regards to all these things you've been trying to do what what is it from a business standpoint that you think you want to do but you're struggling to do like is there something there like what where does martial arts tie into this like i'm trying to make a living doing blank but back to that like if you did all these things and you get to the end of what these things promise, and then you have this time or money to do the thing. Well, what is that? 
You know what I mean? What is that thing that, so you say martial arts, but like, when I think of that, I think, well, I mean, there's people who do martial arts. They don't try to make a business or money or they, they're paying, they're paying to be a student and learn and grow and get the benefits. Cause what you just described in that specific scenario, it's not really anything to do with business. That's just simply doing martial arts so that it helps your health. Like that's right. a simple, like, it's like me saying, I love riding my bike and it helps my health, but I've never tried to figure out how to make any money being a, a bike rider. You know what I mean? So like, there's that aspect of obviously there's a, I love martial arts. It helps my health, but then you're trying to do something with it so that you could also either do it more, do it for your living. Go ahead. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know. no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hold one second. Yeah, you're fine. Maui. Yeah. Out, come on. Pardon me. One second. Yeah, because I have an autistic young man here. One, oh, okay. one second. That's fine. Yeah, right. just one second. I'll just be there for a second. That's fine. Maui, out of the room. I am on a call. Out. We'll, we'll let her have a moment. I just made sure I mute that for a second for you. Or if you're there, I muted you. Um, okay, thanks for that. Oh yeah. 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 So uh, the <laughs> well, the other part of it, martial arts, my husband, he's also my teacher. Okay. And um, he pretty much deals with the men, but he keeps telling me, you have to teach the women. You have to teach the women. And I've so you know, mean you could uh, teach the women. You're the he, he's correct. mainly helping men, he helps you, but he's saying you could right. be a teacher for for women. Yes. Okay. So, um, uh, I've, does well, he, does he have his living right now being made by being a teacher <laughs> and having, okay. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, 2020, you know, with all the shutdowns, we did actually move a lot of things online. So, okay. uh, yeah, I just hadn't, um, so then uh, what's preventing you from having a version of a duplicate thing going on that he does with ways that he does it but you doing you for your people okay um hmm. <laughs> it's gonna sound funny but I'm it sounds like network marketing and all these real quick because network marketing and all these other random things you've likely pursued in the in the seeking of creation of money has left mm -hmm. you no different than what I mentioned earlier, which is a person who is saying people are telling you there's more potential in this, 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 and this, which is not things you really want to do, but the mm -hmm. result they're promising you is time and financial freedom so that you can spend more time doing what you love. And the problem is mm -hmm. those things never amount to hardly any money. While in the interim, you spend very little time doing what you actually want. And so what happens is like the built bridge building thing, it could have taken you five years if you just would have been building this slow way when there's new methods that came out. But if you just for five years would have built hundred feet, you had hundred feet, but instead you tried 75 different things that had nothing to do with I mean, they're building bridges, but they're different businesses, different things, but not what this one bridge was. And so now a decade's actually passed. You've built a thousand feet of bridge, but you're nowhere near closer to the other side because the one single original bridge you were building is the one that you actually really enjoy and want to do. Let's just say, let's say every bridge is something, not a, yeah, anyway. So, so what is that there that, yeah, just answer that question that I just said there in regards to why you haven't you know, duplicated a version of what he's doing for yourself and why you keep going down all these other paths. Yeah, right. Uh, one is, um, uh, I don't necessarily like to talk a lot. 
Okay. I mean, I just, you gotta uh, hear, this is yeah. where the, the truths and, come out. Like there's no shame. I don't really, yeah. I never care what you or anybody's going to say, but the more I mm-hmm. hear, the more we can reflect back, like how we create something that can work for you or how maybe, maybe expectations are skewed. That can happen from time to time, mm-hmm. or it's just going to mm-hmm. be, it will be more difficult to do something because you're like me and I don't choose to follow the norm. And so therefore I do things that, I mean, when I did wedding same day edits, people told me, my peers told me I shouldn't do same day edits. I shouldn't uh, just do same day edits. And, and for a while I didn't, I, I, cause I, all I was being fed by other people is you need to charge extra. There's no way you could just sell that. You have to sell these other videos. You need to do 10 to 12 videos, blah, 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 blah. And so because of low self-esteem and low self-worth and really not knowing any better or any other way. Like I, I kept doing most of them for free. Cause I'm like, well, I like it and people like it, but yeah, I, I guess I couldn't just do that. And then I just got fed up. And then that's when this kind of now, now full circle, not back then I called it a my way decision. But now I talk about this, create your life, your way, because I was seeking approval for people to tell me that the thing I love to do that actually my couples loved because I was unique at the time and, and different things. And I had some who literally like the industry, I've had people today who said, well, you know, we got to add in all these sound bites and testimonials and the preacher and this and that. And that can take hours, extra time. And their belief is for them to charge more, they have to do that. I said, I had couples that literally when I did some of that would come to me and say, don't do that. But they didn't say, don't do that. And uh, can we get, can we get a discount? They saw the value without any of that. And I saw the value. So there was a match, but me being weird had me flower ganting around because I didn't fit the mold of what was normal in the world. And I think a lot of people that attract to me are these misfits, misunderstood, the out of the boxers, the not normals, whatever the crazies, whatever you want to say. And so when we're looking for these, you know, business in a box solutions on how to do something, they don't resonate. They don't fit us. They don't match the mold. And then when we're thinking about doing our own thing, because there's not as many examples in the world or might be none, then we don't have the proof to know it's possible because we're looking for reality and what's visible to tell us what's real. And when we can't see it, therefore we don't think it's possible. And so therefore we pursue all these things that people have given tangibility to. And they're saying, here's what you do. And here's who you call. And here's what you say. And here's the script. And here's this. And they've given you tangible, actionable things you could do, but you don't resonate with it. So you don't do it. So you don't get the result. But the thing you really want in your heart there's no visibility of an exact way in your heart that you could do it. Are there people making a living with martial artists? It's like, for God's sakes, there's a husband right next to you. He's not, it's not like you're looking 400 miles away at some distant person. But I think that there's something you're going to say here around what he's doing in you for females that has you held up. And part of it, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to talk as much, but tell me more about the, the reasons. I um, mean, we'll, we'll kind of, pull this out. I think there's some, some gold here for sure. Mm. Um, one is, I think, um, uh, uh, feeling like, um, uh, and it, and it is of source, I'll be treading in an area alone mm-hmm. <laughs> of sort. Um, why, why, why are you going to be alone? treading down this path you mean treading down because you're a female martial artist are there not as many female martial artists doing what 
your husband does is I don't know much about that. So you have to articulate to me right. to the degree yeah. that you're alone doing something here. Um, it definitely is new territory uh, in a way, um, in, in particularly with martial arts. I mean, there's kind of like a general thing that's out there and it for sure is apologize for the noise in the back. Okay. Like, All right. Um, it's, it's definitely male dominated. Yeah. And um, uh, it has a certain climate, mm -hmm. uh, and the approach is quite different. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's it's. I don't know how to. Um, so therefore, already you're creating rather than if you were honestly on certain levels, there'd be a more difficulty if you were a male right now because there's so much competition and there's more of the same and more of the same i mean how many females do you believe exist on planet earth right now especially if you're going to use the virtual land at all that would be yearning to have someone who's a female that they can see and look up to that they don't have the courage right now but there's not many of them that exist right yeah. are there there i would say there are plenty uh, sure. uh my husband he's a pretty friendly guy <laughs> And he talks and gives tips to women all the time. Yeah. At least I'm getting the women for you. I'm getting the women for you. Yeah. But uh, a large part of it, honestly, is that um, when my confidence was shot from the other stuff, okay, uh, I just had not been willing to like step forward with anything for a while. Yeah. So you feel um, you're ready though now. I mean, you're here. You've been showing up to these calls. You you showed up here today. I think there's yeah. a version of you ready to, ready to to step out. Look at that. You're like, oh gosh, yeah. like there's a pain yeah. with it. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And and you know, I've been working my way uh through it towards it. Uh, and then coming to grips with um I don't know so much about letting well, yeah, it definitely is a let go of some things because I had I had four Instagram pages. I said, Lisa, just chop off uh like cut back, you know, because it was just too much. Uh, definitely my attention had been spread out. The okay. art is always there or working with fabrics rather. Um, Cause I do need something that had uh, in terms of creative energy, because I grew up drawing, being an artist, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Uh, the martial arts, uh, that's the one where I wanted to hone in on. Uh, and then also my other area of interest was health, okay. but that can be, I guess, Oh, martial arts and health can be tied in together very easily. And so right. quite frankly, I mean, here's where my brain, this is because this kind of thinking is easier for me, maybe because of the amount of practicing, but I don't think it's, it's far fetched to see how, depending on your art, I don't, we don't have to get into that right this moment. I'm just throwing something out there, but this idea that health and art and, and, and martial arts all being able to interweave and that you mm -hmm. could have these special you know, classes or things that you do that tie the three of these things together in a way. I mean, I was at events that I filmed, you know, where they, you know, they had all the non-artists and they had a whole person that came in and did this workshop and it, and it was part singing and part art and they were drawing and they taught like there was just this dynamic, but this person got paid a heck of premium because this was a, it was a rare combination of things that they brought to the table to this conference. So there, there, there are ways I think that you're not talking about something that's so, so polar different and opposite where, I mean, even martial arts has the word art in it, right? There's a creativity, there's an art form, there's motion, there's movements that, you know, in and of themselves is a creative form. And so it's just one, 
the art or the martial artist and the health part, obviously that just goes hand in hand regardless, depending on what you want to do to the depth of health is different, but like those go hand in hand. The art, depending on what you like to do there, you might have to get a little bit more creative to see how that would actually fully integrate. But um, which one from a, I mean, look, from a business standpoint, this is where practicality at times can come in. I don't believe it's about eliminating things we like. You need to do on some level, like I believe regardless until we figure out how to make money at times. And there's something I'm seeing even in the, in the coaching realm from some pretty high-end coaches that I'm friends with, you know, they're, they're pretty bullish about people getting jobs while they're building their practice because the needy energy, and this can happen with any industry or anything we're doing, but like either you're already, however you can survive, but so that from a business standpoint, you're not bringing, I can't pay my bill tomorrow if I don't hire you. So what happens is, is when people who left that anonymous question that I answered, someone who's observing people is conniving and manipulative and they don't want to be seen that way or don't want to do certain tactics. To me, what's conniving and manipulative at times as well is when a person blatantly knows they hate doing something, but they have the competencies and the capability. And because they've got a warm body and need money, they'll say yes to anything. That's equally as conniving and manipulative as somebody who's literally like manipulating people in a like, you know, very intentional way versus the person who's like, I can't pay my bills tomorrow. So I'll say yes to anybody because this person thinks I can take pictures. So I'll take pictures for money. I hate taking pictures. Right. So you show up, you're like, and I see it all the time, people trying to be a businesses, doing things they hate. That is equally as manipulative and, and evil as a person to me who is intentionally being evil. Right now, people wouldn't see it that way. And I know we got to do what we got to do. But at times, like people who think that it's like, well, plug that in. And that way you can do what you've got to do. You can be honest with people. Like if somebody doesn't have somebody, you go, I, I take photos. It's not my favorite thing to do. But, you know, I can do it and help you out. Like, I think that there's an aspect to that. It's just full transparency. But you don't have to act like you're expert photographer who loves photography. But don't wonder why you're not having success as photographer when you don't even like it. Or there's lots of caveats. So for me, you've been surviving. I don't know. You don't have to share right now your entire financial situation. But my thing is your soul, the things we love to do, we need them regardless of money. Right? And so your ability to help and coach or interact and help people with health. Like there's a version of that's going to help your soul simply helping people, whether, whether right now you make money, martial arts sounds like something. Cause I find what matters is on the mind. Look, you've watched plenty of these. How many people have brought up martial arts right now? Right? Like and I ask similar questions every single time. So that's important to you. It's not important to everybody, but it's important to plenty of people. Right. But so this is important to you. It's the main thing you've talked about relative to the art being second and then the health kind of got thrown in there. So I don't know what's true or not true, but I would assert based on the way you've spoken to me, martial arts would be first, art would be second and health would be third. Health kind of can tie in to obviously the martial arts, but like, mm -hmm. From a practicality standpoint, you don't have to stop the art, but I would assert do the art. Keep creating on some level. Whether you have social media about it or any of that doesn't really matter. Like up front, you just need to do that, right? You need to, that, that lights your soul, right? Like for me at times, it really doesn't matter. I'm using this to continue to share a message that I wish I could have found easier because people like me who quite frankly know I can make my living without any of these, these doing these things, um, 
But I'm like, gosh, there's people who need to hear that there's other ways to do things because all they're seeing is the same robotic human beings who there's nothing wrong with them, but people who aren't like that, all they're seeing is the systems people do this and this and this and this and this. And when you're a non-systems person, those kind of people are not as helpful. So for me, there needs to be more people who just speak up and be able to show examples. Like I don't make right now my full living off coaching via these activities people see me right now. Like my YouTube and my, my podcast and these Zooms are not like, that's not how I've been able to fully, it's been relationships. It's been behind the scenes. Like there's other things I've done and being proactive on some people who do interact with these things. But like, if I just sat back and just got on live on, my, on this mind tune of time every week right now and did nothing else, like I'd probably be poor. Like I wouldn't have any money, but I do other things behind the scenes that are my strengths to help me generate the money doing the thing that I love to do. But so for art, art in and of itself to make, you know, I can share my wife's numbers, but like if she really, really simply, she could, she's getting to a point where she could be able to survive completely on her own with, with that. And she's three or four years into building that, but also in the sense that she you know, she was doing things when she had a job before we got married because she didn't quit her job till we got married. But like before that, she always had a job and still built her YouTube on the side and found time. She now, because she doesn't have to work anymore, has a lot more time to dedicate. Oh, there we go. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. what I really don't know what was going on there, but you look great. Uh, but so like with that, congratulations i don't know somebody if you're reading chat i'm not paying attention so i don't know if somebody said something why you did it but like you took the glass off but uh um but like she's been able to put a lot more time than when she had a job but it's still like when she's selling 10 and 20 dollar items it takes a lot of people to get in front of to make 20 or 30 or fifty thousand dollars a year selling 10 and 20 dollar items then when i can go and get a $5,000 coaching client or 2000 or a thousand. Or when I did video, I got to a point where I was getting $10,000 video projects. And so in that instance, I didn't have to have 15,000 people following me on social media. So I could get 2000 of them to buy a $20 thing. Right. So I never was great at those things because I was great at relationship building. I was great at what I did. And I did that thing. So art to sell art, you should do it for your soul if or when something can become of it to try to do something to make a living, fine. But I would assert that if this resonates in martial arts is something that you uh, really, really love and would like to do, that that probably does have the greatest potential. You have a mentor right in your back pocket. He's ready. Like, that's what happened to my wife. I mean, although she does 99% of the work, like, I got to a place where it was like, I used to force upon her to try to be an entrepreneur. That didn't work because as my buddy would say, Steve, she's like a turtle. So when somebody's pecking at her, she's inside the shell and will not come out. And so for me, when I finally, and what I didn't realize is that without saying it, I said it, which is I'll love you more if and when you become an entrepreneur. And the truth of the matter is that wasn't true, but by like forcing or expecting her to be one, it made her believe that I would love her more when versus being able to literally, which I ended up saying, I love you no matter what. You can have a job, don't have a job. If you don't have a job and don't want to do anything, that's fine. If you don't have a job and want to do something, that's fine. I don't care what you do. I support you. I love you unconditionally. Irony is within three years of that happening, 
she's an entrepreneur and she's running and making her own money. And she had her biggest craft show to date. I mean, it was super impressive. I mean, she now had a month in November that is more than she ever earned in her entire adult life, basically. I mean, in her entire adult life, she earned more from her crafting after three years of buildup. But like the money that was made on this past weekend's craft show was, you do your own math and if I'm doing it correctly, but it was almost 100X her first show, which uh, she made like 10 or 20 bucks. Like after eight hours, like she's going to this show where they're all day long. It was kind of cold and rainy. And like one person who was a, fellow crafter after the thing ended after eight hours bought one thing from her and now three years later of sticking with it sticking with it continuing to create and create and create she's got stuff that's resonating with people more that she still likes to create but then she did when she first started but that just came from continuing to do it and some people whether you have to have a job or you don't have to have a job or your husband or wife or this or that however your dynamic is there's no judgment and there should be no shame and if a husband doesn't have to work a wife doesn't have to work or whatever but then no depending on what that scenario is that's how much time you will or won't have to be able to put into it so when she kept the job up until we got married she had far less time to spend doing anything on her own. When she quit, she's got all day practically to spend. And so that helps, but it's still, she moves a lot slower than me. She's selling a lot cheaper things than me. So, but her consistency is better than mine usually. That's why over three, four years now, she just sees it keep compounding. She, I don't know where she'll be in another five to eight years, right? Now, somebody else who might be the opposite of her might be able to get to where she got to do in eight years and two, but that's where we got to all run our own race. We're not, we can't be comparing apples to apples, right? We can't be the robotic mindset of somebody else. And I'm the outside the box. I don't want to fit in a mold and wondering why, you know, it doesn't fit. So um, for you, where does martial arts sit in regards to do your art, but don't worry about it needing to be a business right now, right? Don't worry about that because that it's just going to be more difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you got to have a high level of determination and passion and intensity on your version, like my wife. I mean, she puts in six to 10 hour days sometimes, three to five days a week creating her art right now, you know, building up to do these craft shows. She had probably, you know, no joke. She probably had 500 items when we started the craft shows like five weekends ago. And she sold a good portion of it, but that I mean, that took her a long time to make all that, you know, and, and on, on dollar for dollar, she's probably making slave labor wages. She loves what she does. She's having fun. It's so exciting to see her win. But like there are certain types of businesses that are easy to earn in others. So if you happen to fall into one, which could be martial arts, then that would be of your choices in the order of liking the easier one to focus on and just do your art for your soul. If it can incorporate into martial arts, great, but do it. Don't try to be messing with Instagram, all these things right now and figuring out how do I, how do I funnel hack? How do I this or that to get my art to work? And so you can kind of lay that to rest potentially if that feels right, not lay art to rest, do art for the soul, but then simultaneously focus that energy in the martial arts. And it sounds like more than anything, there's a level of courage now rather than confidence because I mean, confidence can be shot, but also then at that point in time, then it's taking courage and, and faith and trust in self to step up and not be so afraid. Like my wife and I broke up. Now I'm, I'm going to tie this in because I think it's the same kind of thing without knowing, but trusting my intuition to speak this to you right now. That's why I say all the things I say, you know, my wife and I broke up. We dated for three years. I had one girlfriend for like three years in high school, broke up for a year, 
met my wife through MySpace. We dated for two or three years, broke up, dated a number of people for two years. We got back together. By the time we got back together in 2012, you know, I was jaded. I was no longer the romantic, you know, the, the hopeless romantic guy who loves the princess bride and all these kinds of things. And like, oh, you know, as you wish and, and whatnot for anybody who gets that. But like, I was very jaded, but I, I learned, I was actually at a Tony Robbins event. And there was this aspect where he said, people don't end up, you know, what they have at the beginning of the relationship stops because the way they started, they stop. So if you would go back to how you started the relationship and the love and the take the trash out or do this and do all these sweet things and be that person, things would maintain. But then we go, you take the trash out. I'm not taking the trash out. And we do these things. And all of a sudden we wonder why we're not having the same level of love and intimacy and things we had when we started. And so for us, like it was just, it was better than the first time we were together, but I still didn't know if I wanted to marry her and she ended up wanting to marry me, but I was still very like, I don't know, like, I don't know. And I was at that event. He said, are you giving it 100%? And I thought, I'm not. But you know why I'm not? Because I'm really afraid of getting hurt. And it hurt really bad when we, my first girlfriend broke up. We broke up. All the things with the girls I dated in between, getting back to her. And so the not going 100% was to keep me safe. It was to keep me from feeling the pain and the suffering that I had. I'm probably get emotional because when our little dog passed away in, in January, I remember when he was having his cancer and stuff. And you know, I asked my wife, do you want another one? And initially she said, no way, Jose, I don't want another one. And through who I am, I talked to her to get to the place to go. But what we felt here, the pain we felt here for these five or six months is nothing compared to the 13 and a half years of joy that we had. And so to, to, to turn off having that joy for five, 10, 20, whatever amount of years for another one over the six months of pain, I, I get we'll have to have a gap, we'll have to have this or that potentially to heal a little bit, but like, there's no way we can't have another one. And, and, and she came around, she's like, I got to have another one, right? And I think there's pain that we have in life at times. And that's, that's part of life. I, I don't even as much as mind tune up this and all these things like I recognize that, that things are going to happen in life and, and sometimes they, they seem unfair and we don't understand why and we ask questions and we can get bitter and angry and, and all these different things. And then we, we shield ourselves, we wear glasses or we do whatever to, 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 to keep us safe. So we don't, we kind of numb ourselves, but then we're not really alive. We're just kind of a zombie moving along. And, and, and to me, I saw somebody just say no pain, no, no gain or no, no growth. I, yes and no. I mean, I, I think it's part of the process. Do I think that everything to, to grow, we have to be in total suffering? No, but simultaneously, I think that there's a level for you to recognize that whatever's on the other side of your soul being lit back up how it was with martial arts and all that you did there and what it did for your health and, and all of that, um, something happened. And I don't know that you're going to, or you even have to share right now, but things happened. That's why I shared this one story to go, some stuff happened that caused you some deep pain, maybe some health issues and whatnot that got you to a place that now you started off with glasses, you're afraid, you're like, I don't want to talk. I've had people the same way and they are talkers, they are firecrackers, but they're in a shell right now. My wife in her element is a firecracker, but she would assert that she doesn't like to talk, but yet in her element, 
She comes out and she comes alive. And I guarantee you get with your women and you get in your thing, like there's going to be an element, the person, if they listen to this thing and heard you talk, they go, who the heck is that person? That's not you, right? But that what happened before your past technically to me is already a predictor only if you don't have the courage to step up and step back into that place that something may happen again, but you're already suffering because you're not doing it. I'm going to. Okay. I appreciate it. Making me breathe. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, the courage to, uh, just move forward, you know, at this point. Don't worry okay. about business models. Don't worry about funnels. Don't worry about email lists. Don't worry about social media. Don't worry about following counts, likes, shares, comments. It's simply right now that next step for you is to show up and just show up. Okay. You know what I mean? That That's it. That's it. You did step one today. You got on camera, which you didn't yeah. want to do. Number two, you had glasses off. <laughs> you, took the, you took the glasses <laughs> off. You're already winning, girl. Look at you. Yeah. yeah that smile, yeah. that joy. And I see a relief. And so you already have released so much. And I'm sure you get off here. Whatever else is happening that didn't get shared, you know, I know, but I don't know, right? That's just my my heart, like getting in there. It's like you're ready. I mean, you are ready. And 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 the hurt is is deeper when we're not doing that thing. Like if I don't do this work for days. I feel that as soon as somebody sends me a message or an audio and I start getting in my tangent and I get my thing and I, I lift them up, man, it just, it feels great. Cause that's one of the things or ride my bike, going for a walk. Like there's things in my life that if I don't do them, I feel it. I feel it. But somebody else, that same thing, they may not feel nothing for not doing that, but there's something else for them that they feel when they don't do it. And I think you mentioned three of your things that I don't know what, how much you're doing it right now, but when you start doing that more, just for you up front, not for business models and doing all that, because that's where we, you said earlier, getting in the head. Yeah. Got to get back into the heart right now and just show up for you and only you alone. Not for even all the other women yet. Not for a business. Not for making money. Just show up for you first. That's it. And then you take it one step at a time after that. And then that's where with the building the bridge, the next three years pass. And rather than going and building 50 more bridges from left to right that are all 10 and 20 feet long, you're just going to keep building the bridge towards the thing that you desire because you're going to give yourself permission to want what you want and not let all these other people confuse you and show you all these ways that you can make money, not doing what you really want to do so that you could do what you really want to do, but that you just do what you want to do and take it one day and one step at a time. You've survived to this point, so you're going to keep surviving regardless, and then ultimately you will thrive. Um, but if you don't, give yourself that permission to take those steps, you'll keep just being in like this weird limbo. And I know that that doesn't feel good. So right, it doesn't. And I actually, um, thank you for, for all you. of all of this. And then right now, uh, one of the things that did happen to me in the past, uh, I was just sitting one day and I felt the immensity and cause I just feel things yeah, and it felt really, really big and it scared the crap out of me, mm -hmm. um, really scared the crap out of me. So uh, I think that that's part of um, what um, the hold back and holding self because I, I just I had gotten so scared yeah. yeah, because I felt the immensity of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to help so many people 
with your courage to come through this because your pain, there's other people. Uh, I think that's the people that, that come to these calls and things right now. Like you're such shining lights for other people because you're, you're, you're having the courage to show up. You know how many people, I mean, even that I know personally, I don't want anything to do with this kind of stuff, showing up here, listening to this kind of message and then showing up and having the courage to get on camera and talk some of this stuff out so that you can move forward. Like, um, that takes a lot that takes courage in and of itself. And so I, I applaud you for that. And, and there's so many women who I guarantee have versions of what you have suffered from or have dealt with that your courage to take those next steps and get to the other side of that and not to disregard it. it, it it's, 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 it's fuel for your next journey of life. I mean, we can't explain why certain things happen, but I, I, I believe in divinity, divine timing, things what we call God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it, but things are happening that, yeah, we don't know. And is somebody magic, you know, pulling around, I don't know, but I believe that there's things that happen and that we can turn that into things that we make a deep impact. Most of the stories that you hear out there are those kind of I say rags to riches, but it's somebody having difficulty and they triumph that hero's journey. And so for you, through your art, through your, 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 your knowledge around health and through martial arts, you could really have a massive healing for so many women that are out there in an area that effectively there might not be a lot of examples. And there's a lot of people that are going to be able to heal because of what you went through. And if that's a desire, which it sounds like it is, um, all it's going to take is first for your, your what you're doing today and what you'll do in these coming weeks and months. And then from there, things will start falling in place. Because when you give yourself permission to want what you want, what I find is all the right cooperative components will start popping into place. It's when we're like Alice and Alice in Wonderland. I don't know which way to go. Well, then it doesn't matter. Because when you don't know, any way will do. Any way could work. But when you make a decision... It's amazing how these things start coming into place. But when we don't make a decision, we get a bunch of random things because that's where our brain is, is random. But when we get the, the, the decision, then we can start having things happen that didn't happen before because now technically what's happening, you're going down a road you've never gone down before. So you start to see new signs and signals and things that couldn't happen until you decided to make that, that, that turn. And so I'm really excited for you. Is there any final things that you, you want to share? Any, any other? I'm, I'm super proud of you and excited that you, you got on here. I know you've been on here multiple weeks and I know that. Yeah, uh, I was hiding. And <laughs> it's okay. And that's yeah. it's the courage um, for people. That's what this is about. Yeah. Lisa. Like every week, there's somebody new that pops on that listened for five months. And some people listen one call. Last week, I had two people on. That was their first call they'd ever been on, right? So there's people at all different things. And that's what I love. People are going to get on and get on today. And people are on for months and then get on because that's our journeys. That's our journeys. Thank Oops. you. Oh, I thought you muted. Thank okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm excited you. for you. All right. Let's Thank take you. it. Let's take our little right. thumbs up selfie here real quick. There you go. All right. There it is. Awesome. Lisa. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on here today and, and make sure I don't say this enough because sometimes I'm not connected with people uh, in the chat. I'll put it here as well. If we're not, because uh, I always send people our, our little thumbs up. So send me a message. I like to make sure we're connected and that way you can fire me some messages and whatnot um, after the fact as well. So Lisa, much love. Appreciate you. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. 
Beautiful. I know there's so many, I just saw the teacher. There's so, so many questions we could always ask. Uh, beautiful stuff there. There's so much to read in the chat. And I just put facebook.com slash gebs86 for any of you and for Lisa, connect with me there. I'm going to send our little picture. Um, good stuff. I do have a harder stop today. So I don't know if she's still on here. Uh, it doesn't look like she is. I think she had to go. Okay. I say I want to have more. I go a little longer. It's all good. So we're just probably going to do the one today. So uh, any final thoughts and the, the, the thoughts or uh, thoughts and the, the questions or anything else? Um, I'm grateful for you, Lisa, popping on here today and, and having that courage. Like I said, it's, it's, there's so many people who are listening right now or on these lives that they need someone to, to, to be able to share that story that they've been kind of hiding and then they come out. Um, it's, it's super powerful and I, and I get it. Uh, I got the end of it. Hey, Thomas. So there he is. What's up, brother? Um, so it's, it's beautiful. I, I just, I love, I love being a catalyst for people because that's what I find that my superpower. And I love the most, I mean, I go deep with people and, 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 and whatnot, but like, I love that there's a freshness to that. And, and I find that, you know, there's so many answers after that. There's some things I can for sure help with 100%. But I find that once I can unlock somebody for the direction that's right for them, there's so many other people that can help them because I find that a lot of the answers at times um, of the actions people take based on the support that I provide, are they're nothing I said. You know, they do things and like, I, I never told them to do that because I don't really typically tell people what to do because people typically know what to do. They're just not doing it. And it's because they're stuck, they're paralyzed, they're, they're afraid, they're fearful, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And um, because of a whole myriad of things that have happened. And I get it. Believe me, I get it on a deep, deep level. Um, so any final thoughts? I got about 10 minutes. I would try to wrap it up. Always right about two hours. So if there's anything else, anybody wants to put in the Q&A box or something that I can, you're like, ah, I really would love to hear your thought on that real quick. Fire it away. Um, and uh, I'll give you guys, a, guys and gals a second to, to pop that in. But um, uh, otherwise, it's been an incredible call today. Incredible session here at uh, good old tune-up time Tuesday. And uh, I appreciate all of you. I mean, while, while you, some of you may be typing something out right now, I just, I am super grateful. Um, I really am because, um, you know, uh, no matter what I may say, like how people interpret what I say, uh, I am truly grateful for all of you who show up because um, no matter what happens outside of this, this is a part of my week that I love every week. And I love that, that there are people that show up um, and, and get value. And some of you are showing up every single week. And, um, and uh, yeah, and you know, something I'm going to throw out there, uh, a couple of you are doing it. You know, if you don't mention things, you can't know. If any of you are on here, um, I've got another option that I've done. If you go to the mindmechanic.net, you can access the current coaching offer that's available. I don't say much about it right now. It may change and people listen to this later, but you can check that out. But uh, I have a few of you who are on what I call, I've played with this a little bit. I haven't said it too much, um, but I call it powered by the people. Because um, as I'm playing with this, uh, I lean more and more to have more things that are just simply available to the public. And, and quite frankly, on certain levels, um, I mean, if you want to get it with something with me coaching right now, it's there's the most affordable it might ever be. And I don't know how long it will be there. Um, because for me, 
I want a lot of what I'm doing to be available to as many people as possible. Um, and especially these group things, you know, I figure if there's two people on, there could be 200 or 2000 people on, um, benefiting from it. So there's no reason to hold it hostage for, for five people. Um, and so, and, and just have my kind of hiring people and, uh, but the powered by the people, if anybody are interested, uh, it gives you an option to do a one-off payment of any amount over a dollar or a recurring payment any amount over a dollar. And so if you really find value in this, I know some of you here come week after week, uh, that money can be applied towards coaching. So if right now you're like, I can't afford the normal rate or whatever, and you want to sign up because you want to give back because you've gotten a lot of value for this and you want to support this, you can, uh, I will, uh, let me actually just grab the link real quick and I'll throw it in the chat. I don't have a, a simple link to, to um, say right now that it goes to, I need to get like poweredbythepeople.com or something, but uh, I'll get you that link. And if it's something, like I said, a few of you do it because I mentioned it like seven weeks ago. I don't think I've actually mentioned it since, but uh, um, let's see here. Which one is it? I think it's this one. But that's something you'd want to do. You know, like I said, you show up here every single week and you're getting value out of it. But maybe you're like, well, I don't know if I really want the coaching or need the coaching or whatever. But, you know, I'd like to support this. I'm grateful for you doing this. You'll see there's two options. So when you click it, there's Powered by the People monthly contribution. Pick any price. You have to pick minimum of a dollar. That'll charge you every month until you cancel. The other one, you can checkbox. Powered by the People one-time contribution. Any price, that's just going to charge it once. So if you want to give recurring and you're like, hey, I want to give 10, 20, 30 bucks a month uh, for you continuing to do this, and I'm super grateful. Like I said, and that money that you pay, if in a year from now you've picked 30 bucks a month and you paid $300, um, and you want to do something coaching with me, I'll apply that $300 towards it. So, uh, if any of you are interested, let me know in the chat, I'm going to throw that in the chat right now. And, uh, here's the link and I'd be super grateful. I know some of you come every single week and maybe you don't want to do on depth, in-depth coaching with me or anything outside of this, but, uh, that's the link I have. So, uh, I just put it in the link there, uh, for anybody listening afterwards, there's no reason to necessarily it's jumpstarters.samcart.com slash product slash power dash by dash the dash people dash dash monthly dash contribution. I got to get a shortcut URL for that. I haven't done that yet, but anyways, all of you in the chat, you can just click that link, but, uh, that'd be super awesome. Like I said, a few of you are doing it and I'm grateful for the support. Um, cause as I build this, that's something I lean towards more and more because I just want to, uh, continue to make most of what I do. I don't really want to sell. I want to only sell the actual private, more in-depth access. And outside of that, I just want everything to be available as much as possible so that the message can get out and people can share this and it's not held behind paywalls or anything else. Uh, and it helps pay for the people who are going to help make sure it gets distributed. So, uh, anyways, the link's there in the chat. Doesn't look like any other questions, sir. Did there something come through real quick? No. Oh, whoops. Um, so, anyways, there's that link in the chat. Uh, grateful for all of you. Appreciate any of you who choose to support there. Appreciate you coming every week. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday at uh, at 2 p.m. CST. So, rock and roll, my friends. Much love. Appreciate you. Have an incredible week. And uh, I'll see you all soon. Take care. And thank you uh, for some of the new people. Thank you, uh, Norman, for sharing with a friend. And any of you too. I love Norman's always doing that. Share this with a friend if they, uh, if you think there's somebody that could uh, receive value from this. So, rock and roll.